Sadrizi's rivals Lomeri, Udrizi, Velario, Iglia, Idrisua. And with that, welcome everybody to another episode of the Lunch Table Podcast. In this episode, we're going to review episode 10 of House of the Dragon and the whole season in general. Um, if you guys make it to the end, please remember to like and share if you're so kind to do so. And also check out our other reviews. Weekly, we're doing Handmaid's Tale and or currently. But without further ado, Dylan, this was an awesome successor, I believe, to Game of Thrones. But give me your thoughts. Yeah, it was very unique, very different from the other Game of Thrones uh, series. Um, it, it feels like very like Shakespearean. It's almost like you're watching like a play like unfold. And it's very, uh, I would say, more dialogue driven than the other show because uh, Game of Thrones, um, they threw in a, like a lot of like uh, battle sequences. But there's like there's only like a few action sequences in the show, but uh, it's very character driven. And um, a lot of these characters have all like very unique ambitions. They're all they all have agendas, man. And that's that's the beauty of Game of Thrones. Everybody has something they want in this series. But yeah, shout out to the, the amazing cast. I mean, um, Patty Constantine, like. His Viserys was like so believable and he's like probably like one of my favorite characters just because like he's not that like toxic kind of like uh like ruler that we see normally in Game of Thrones. He's like a very like uh he actually like cares about, you know, his people and his family. And um shout out to Millie Alcock and Emma Darcy uh for you know portraying this character of Rhaenyra and making it feel cohesive. Uh but yeah, what were your thoughts on on the series? Yeah, well, for sure, Game of Thrones is that type of thing where it's medieval but very political um, with fantastical elements. And I think this this um, show was very, very political. I think even way more so than Game of Thrones. And I think it's worthy to be a successor of Game of Thrones. I wonder how many seasons they'll get out of it. I know that this, this you know, in the books, uh, this takes place through many years of this civil war, right? Um, a lot of people are going to uh, die, guys. So get ready for that. Um, I also think that uh, Olivia Cook as Alison Hightower actually she reminds me of like Cersei but a more sympathetic Cersei and I really like that it's really different right um, and Millie Alcock a lot of people were saying that they rather I think that's one of the weird things about the show it makes sense but not really because some actors they didn't replace um, when they replaced Millie Alcock I think it became a little jaunting for some people with each episode you kind of have to track who's who and the only way you could really do that is by these little uh, nuances of like people looking at other other characters weird or something like that. But I wasn't too bothered by it. Uh, so I don't think it was a big uh, flaw on their part. Um, and yeah, we got plenty of dragons in this season too. What do you think about the dragons? Yeah, a lot of dragons. The dragons looked awesome. And that last episode where we actually got to see them in action, like fighting each other. Man, that was amazing. The CGI really held up. It was really cool like to see like the Targaryens at like the height of their power. And like they have like, uh, like dragons are pretty like like normal for them they're like training it training with them at like i feel like like how to train your dragon kind right. of stuff. but with the uh, game of thrones but yeah it was cool and um yeah the uh the aging thing uh wasn't too bad although it felt like for me i don't know it was weird because like i got so invested in millie alcock uh when we jumped to like emma darcy i was like oh man i really like you know the the actress who played her before so i mean yeah it, it does span over like uh several years but i think uh it it does it in in a neat way, so it's like you get to see them like mature over time. Although it was weird sometimes because like Viserys, I felt like was the only one like really aging because like everybody else, like like Matt Smith, like Damon, didn't really look like he was aging, and even like um Sir Cole, uh, Rhaenyra, I mean uh, Reyna or Rhaenys, whatever her name is, the <laughs> the wife of um Cloris, like she they didn't really age that much. So like the older actors 
like they were the same, but then the younger actors just kept like aging. But it wasn't too bad in my opinion. Right. Oh, I'm sorry. I said Sir Cole, Sir Kristen. Yeah, I don't think it was it was too too bad. I think it's a little weird. But anyway, I think that Emma Darcy and uh Olivia Cook will stay in their roles for a long time and the children as well. So this is the part where actually in the books, the books start out kind of like when they're already older a little bit. Um mm-hmm. so I think that we're gonna remain with these actors for like multiple seasons to come. Um, mm-hmm. But I wanted to get your thoughts on the whole, which I found was really weird. Um, and I found it was really compelling. I wanted to get your whole uh, thoughts on Alison Hightower's relationship with Princess Renea. Um, You know, there's such a shift. Uh, so let mm-hmm. me just get your overall thoughts about that. Yeah, I mean, in the beginning, they're really close. And, you know, they're they're pretty much like sisters from episode one. And then it's big shift, like you said, in, in, epi- in the last episode they're they're so divided and i love i love seeing that journey um it really shows like the political like divide and how the politics of this show really like changes you know your perspective and the people you thought were friends are actually your enemies and it showed like they have like two different very unique perspectives on on ruling and but the the funny thing is they're very similar like i I think even um uh, allison said like they they have so many similar qualities they're both mothers and you know they both uh have responsibilities and they just want what's best for their family and they both come from you know fathers that are you know trying to keep the kingdom safe right yeah but yeah this is game of thrones obviously so uh you have to play the game or else you'll die and your family will die too so yeah it was it was great seeing that shift and um yeah and this this show talks so much about like um like what it means to be like a strong independent woman especially like in this time uh where like men are pretty much like the dominant like rulers and even like like that scene where like um Viserys's wife uh where she was like pregnant and she was giving birth and they were showing like the tournament uh side by side it kind of shows like like she even said it like the the pregnancy and and you know giving birth that's that's the woman's battlefield right it's not like like men they have different uh battles that they go through but yeah it was, it was great seeing like their their transformation and seeing you know where Rhaenerys went from episode one to the last episode right and I also think for um for uh uh King Viserys um him being ill uh seemed kind of like a side effect of sitting on the throne um and I like that that's kind of like a cool metaphor right it's it's poisoning you slowly through years like um, heavy lies the crown kind of yeah. exactly and with that I wanted to get your thoughts because this episode now we're seeing uh you know the war is starting to begin um in episode 10 and I want to get your thoughts on there's a lot that happened and there's a lot of surprising things that happen um but let me just get your th- overall thoughts about this episode yeah, like I said, Viserys was like one of my favorite characters just because he was he was such a diplomat and not like a toxic king like we've seen with like Joffrey and like even like uh Rob Baratheon was kind of like this like uh like piggish dude who like he had like a like a temper but yeah, Viserys he he has like uh a great temperance and and he's he just wants his family to to live in peace, right? And he he's very forgiving and he's very, you know, quick to you know negotiate and i i think and also uh he's also has so much stress on his his shoulders too uh as we see like you said like the the stress of becoming king kind of like uh devours his his personality over time and uh, you can see like the physical corruption at first i thought he had like grayscale or something i thought that was what his sickness was but i think it was kind of like a metaphor i guess like you said like maybe just like 
the stress of becoming king just like kind of like got to him and he's his mentality kind of shifted but i i like that throughout the series he was kind of consistent with his attitude and his his love for his family and his love for rhaenyra and the fact that he even you know wanted to make uh rhaenyra his heir really says a lot of us about his character but i was i was kind of mad that he kind of like made Aegon the heir at the end. I don't know if like that's what he re- really intended or maybe like Alicent like misinterpreted what he said. Like what were your thoughts on that? Well, yeah, what I was trying to get to with this episode was yeah, as the culmination of everything and I think that did happen in the books and um I yeah, I think he was just sick and she kind of misinterpreted that a certain way. Um and obviously we see this come to a head in this episode. Um so yeah, I it's it's a sad situation. It's a toxic situation. I think the rightful queen uh, is Princess Rhaenyra, and I think no one really uh, goes against that. Um, and this episode was very, you know, a heavy dialogue. It felt like the tension was turning uh, to eleven, right? So yeah, so a lot of a lot of ha- so let's talk about this episode. So a lot of stuff happened in this episode. Uh, what were your overall thoughts? Yeah, the final episode, man. Um... Well, even just, you know, the final three episodes, so much happened. And um, I felt at times like it did kind of like drag on a bit. And there were moments where like, uh, you know, they they could have cut out a lot of this like empty like scenes, like people weren't really talking much. But uh, overall, it was you could you could feel the suspense building. It kind of reminded me of like the first uh, season of Game of Thrones when they were trying to um, uh, install like Joffrey as the king. Mm-hmm. And like there's kind of like this assertion and then like they're. There's a big war that leads to it, right? The War of Five Kings, I think. Um, but yeah, it was it was really like cool to see like like so many allegiances and so many like um, friendships. Like like there's bridges burning, there's bridges rebuilding. Um, like I wasn't sure like where the the Lord Corliss is, like what his allegiances were, because like he's kind of he kind of hates both sides. Um, and even like Allison, like she kind of had a confliction because like she she was loyal to Viserys, but at the same time she knows like Rhaenyra is her friend, and she didn't want her to die because you know she's a mother too. Um, so there's so many conflicts building, and I wanted to get your thoughts too on um, uh, Damon and and Matt Smith's portrayal because he's a very like he's all over the place in this series, man. But yeah, he's one of my favorite characters. What do you what do you think of of Damon? Oh yeah, he's 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 energetic in the role, and I'm glad that they kept him. I'm glad that uh, Allison's first husband. Uh, so they did like the, a role reversal, right? When Allison's first husband left, um, it was supposed to be Damon. So instead, they kept Damon, and I think that was a wise choice because Matt Smith played the hell of that role. And I think that you know uh, he was in, and I believe Doctor Who, right? And I think he kind of became famous mm-hmm. from that. And I think that this will further cement his his and he fame. was in the crown too. That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I think he's awesome in this role. Um, I think he's that type. Of, he's kind of like that Michonne character in The Walking Dead where you always know, oh, like like you get Michonne there, right? She's going to be safe. Same thing with Damon. Like no matter what, I think he's badass for trying to get that dragon uh, to be on their side because, the more you know, he he's that type of guy you go to to get something done. And uh, and also like he has like something um, he has a wisdom behind him as well. And I, I think that makes him a formidable opponent for the Greens. Um, and also, what you know, which is funny, because Aemon Targaryen, right? He had his eye cut by Rhaenyra's son in one of the episodes, and he reminds me a lot of Daemon. Um, in this episode, we have like 
a crazy battle that reminded me kind of like Godzilla when it's taking place at night. Um, so Renera sends her kids uh, to send a message and I felt so bad for him. I think that kind of happened in, in, in the books, but let me get your thoughts on that whole scene because that was one of the best fight scenes, at least for me, in Game of Thrones thus far. I love that because it that wasn't was actually crazy. a fight I of people. Like, yeah. Yeah, it was like it was like some Pacific Rim shit. <laughs> it was cool to see the the Stormlands too. We never saw it in um in Game of Thrones. But yeah, that whole battle sequence where they're like flying in the the sky and they're kind of like evading each other was really cool. I even like like Aemon like uh his his origin story like how he tamed um uh Vagar. It reminded me so much of uh, uh Buckbeak from Harry Potter <laughs> when they when he's flying over the lake. Uh but yeah, he's he he's a he's a great villain. He's a great like tragic character too, and it, it's it's sad to see like the kids were so, I guess, indoctrinated into this kind of like toxic environment that, you know, they, they showed like the kids were like fighting each other and they were like calling each other bastards and shit. Um, so even like the kids aren't like exempt from violence in the show. Um, but yeah, I love that scene. Yeah, it was awesome. I, I, it's tragic, though, because we see, of course, uh, Luke gets eaten. I was I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> like if I see this in the theaters, I probably would have jumped in my my seat. <laughs> but yeah, it was awesome. And it, it it's a great uh, cliffhanger for a potential season two. Yeah, I think things are, are going to boil over the pot. Really, uh, we, we get a close up of Renera. It kind of reminds me of that uh, type of cinematography from The Handmaid's Tale. Um, I think just the facial expressions alone says a lot about what's going to happen. And I think Renera now is kind of going to be like, it's something about the Targaryens. Once you get them mad, like a whole like conquest right. just happens again and again and again. <laughs> Activate something. All yeah. right. And, and well, I was going to ask you. That. Yeah, I was going to ask you, like, do you think uh, Renera is kind of like, because some people were saying like she felt like a carbon copy of Daenerys. Do you feel like she kind of like has her own, I guess, uh, differentiate like personality? Uh, for sure. I think, well, you know, she grew up um, very formal um, in a political household. Uh, so I think actually where uh, I think Amelia Clark's portrayal of um, Daenerys, sorry, I was, I was blanking there. I think she's more of like this. She reminds me a lot more of Aegon the Conqueror. I believe she's more like like vicious. Whereas Princess Rhaenyra, she reminds me a lot of her father. Um, but I think that I think they're products of the people that's around them. So Damon, he's kind of like a hothead at some times. And Alison Hightower, she seems to be, you know, she seems to have good intentions, sort of. But Otto Hightower is kind of like that snake kind of character. Um, so for Renera, I don't know who knows. Maybe she's gonna do a lot of bad stuff. I know that a lot of people will die in the books, uh, and I, a lot of people are gonna be disrespected and mutilated and stuff like that. So it might be all because of Renera. I don't know how they're gonna twist it here. Um, with that being said, I wanted to get your overall thoughts on this season, um, adding finality to it. As this episode, actually, I thought it was pretty cool because it, when when the show started, Otto Hightower was on the bridge, right? And then all of a sudden, this episode, uh, this last episode, it's kind of call back, call bad, yeah. right? So it's kind of like a symmetrical thing. So, uh, yeah. Mm. So give me your final thoughts on it. Yeah, overall, uh, I would say great series. Um, I love what they did with this spinoff um that's so funny because i was watching rings of power at the same time i was watching this show so it's similar to see like these different like time periods like being showcased on screen and we see like different you know characters that kind of feel like characters we already know but they have their own i guess uh journeys i guess so yeah overall i would give this uh show nine out of ten how would you rate it 
Oh, for sure. I think I would give it a 10 out of 10. Every, every episode, I just I just kept on wanting to come back. You know, I, I really enjoyed this series so far. And I can't wait for season two. Who knows? I think they renewed it for four seasons. So I cannot wait for the future to come. Um, but yeah, everybody, that's our review of House of the Dragon. Sorry, this review is pretty long. We have plenty of thoughts to say about it. Um, if you guys are new to the channel, we do reviews every week. Uh, we're reviewing right now, again, as I said, Andor Handmaid's Tale. We have plenty of reviews coming out in the future, plenty of movie reviews, and a lot of content to come for November and December. Um, also, soon we're going to end our spooky season reviews, so I cannot wait for that. I'll keep you guys posted. Uh, but Dylan, without further ado, uh, yeah. Yeah, thank you guys so much for tuning in for our review of House of the Dragon. Uh, if you're not following the channel already, please do. We appreciate your patronage. You can follow us, of course, on YouTube, but you can also follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Anchor. You can follow us on Instagram as well. We post clips of our socials for our episodes, so you can check those out as well. So thank you again, and until then, thanks for having lunch with us. Divkaris!